What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Actors with Issues. I am your host, Juan Ayala. Today's guest is Jaron Frand, the A-list coach for actors. Jaron is the go-to guy for actors who are looking to make a change in their health and wellness. He founded the Get A-list Fit Method, a 90-day fitness and nutrition mentorship. And Jaron's coaching provides his clients with everything they need to know about getting lean and gaining muscle and most importantly, most importantly, gaining a ton of mental clarity and confidence. His signature method has been used by a variety of actors, directors, and producers on Broadway and in the TV film world from Hamilton, Book of Mormon, Mean Girls, Aladdin, Dear Evan Hansen, Netflix's Emily in Paris, Cloak and Dagger, and most recently, Ryan Murphy's The Prom, just to name a few. Jaron, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Juan. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for the introduction. Absolutely. Uh, you are a busy guy. Goodness. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. um, let's let's dive in and see where, uh, you know, just tell us how you got started. Um, you know, who was Jaron Frand before A-list coach for actors? Yeah. So, hey, everybody, I am Jaron. And I started with this whole performing thing like we all did, like when I was like six, seven years old, my dad was a jazz singer. And so he would do like little live events throughout our town in Pittsburgh, PA and shout out to the Berg. And, um, (laughs) you know, I was, I was young we had little bits. I would come up on stage and sing with him. And pretty early on, I knew that like, yeah, I wanted to do this performance thing. So I pretty much started like we all do, you know, getting bit by the actor bug. And like, I was in all the jazz tap ballet classes really early on, went to a conservatory, uh, high school, and then a college. And then landed in New York and was doing the whole actor thing way before I even figured out my own fitness journey. (laughs) Yeah. So what was it like going from Pittsburgh and and then to to the Big Apple to, to, you know, to growing up doing theater? You know, I'm sure you're like many of us, we sort of think like, you know, I book all I get all these roles and all these local shows and whatnot and in school and. We think it's like Broadway, here I come. But what was that the reality for you? Or did you also get hit with lots of no's? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Real talk. Like I, you know, I used to hate when my teachers would say, Jaron, if you can do anything else, you better do it because this business is tough. I would hear that over and over and over again in my training. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. I understand. And uh, the reality did hit when I got to New York, of course, like it wasn't so much the industry. Like I was really mentally prepared for the hustle and grind. What really got to me was just city life. I mean, yeah. being the, the starving artist, like having no money, just barely being able to afford rent, juggling multiple day jobs, just so I could yeah. switch around my schedule so I could make my auditions. That's what was really kind of the, the, breakdown that I started to have was I was crashing and burning because my confidence was taking such a hit. I wasn't getting too far in my auditions. I I had some really cool opportunities along the way. And then, you know, it kind of fizzle out. So the auditions weren't leading anywhere. My energy was tanked and city life was just beating me up. So that transition was tough, but I think we all get it. Like, it's something we have to go through and then making it one year in New York, everyone feels really proud making a Facebook post, like one year, New York anniversary. Yeah. And it was around the one year mark that like, I was like, okay, things really need to change. Cause this is not feeling too good for me. And that's mm. the start of my like realization of like, Oh, 
I probably should like take a little bit of care of myself because I just can't keep doing this thing. You know, I've only been, it's so funny with COVID and everything to, to sort of figure out how much time has passed between things. Cause uh, the June before COVID. So about a year and a half ago at this point is when I first moved to New York. I'm from Connecticut, you know, an hour and a half away from here, not too far. Um, but then it's like, oh, I was living in New York like for over a year now, but it's like, I feel like now is around the actual one year mark. Cause I did go back to Connecticut for like five months to just not be alone in my apartment during the shutdown and all that. And um, similarly, I mean, even prior to actually moving here, but once I sort of started getting more involved in the industry, especially the on-screen stuff, because I'd done a lot of theater back home in Connecticut, um, sort of having that realization, like I need to like fix, you know, I need to do something because it just, you know, if you show up to an audition, to an audition already drained of energy, how can we expect to book the job? And, and I think that a lot of actors you know, a lot of guests have mentioned in on the show in the past because the podcast started during COVID last May. Um, and a lot of people realized how bad they were at taking care of themselves. And it wasn't until they literally had nothing else to do because COVID shut down everything that they're like, oh, I need to work out from home. I need to put on a face mask. Mm-hmm. I need to eat something healthy. I need to, you know, just take care because the it's like work-life balance doesn't exist for actors because you're working your, your day jobs. And then you're doing the auditions, which is also work. So there goes the vast majority of your day, you know. Um, has that been a common thread with your clients? Totally. I mean, the in addition to the theater industry just being so brutal, obviously this last year has been incredibly hard for all of us artists out there with the shutdown of the industry. Now is the best time to focus in on your health and your wellness. Cause yeah. you know, as, as tragic and as heavy as this last year has been, I do think that there's been a, a wake up call for a lot of us mm-hmm. to say, Oh wait, I got to prioritize my, my energy. I got to prioritize my mental health, my physical health. You know, for me with my clients, I'm not just trying to get my clients ripped and jacked. Like that's not what I'm about. I'm all about health and wellness, like overall, a holistic, whole complete type of transformation. And that's what I've discovered in my own journey that, you know, I need to not just look good, but I really need to feel good. Mm -hmm. And so with my clients for the last year, we've been focusing on feeling good. What do you need to do every single day to function well? You know, I recommend everybody out there listening, take that question and come up with like a three to five bullet point game plan for yourself. When you start feeling like a dip in energy, check in. Okay. Am I doing these things? Is my recovery strategy in place? That's like, that's a part of the process that is, is really called like slowing down to speed up. Hmm. I was taught that concept by my mentor and I'm like, man, this is definitely a slowdown period for all of us collectively. And it doesn't have to be a negative thing. You can use this time really wisely. So finding a recovery strategy around your health and your wellness and your energy is essential, especially right now. Yeah, um, completely agree. I mean, you know, it's, I I at first, like as I mentioned, had like my first wake up call. It was after I did a commercial for Sprint in like 2016, 2017. And when I saw the commercial, 
I was like, wow, that's what I look like on screen. All right, buddy. And I know they say the camera adds 10 pounds, but Jesus, like, you know, I was 230 pounds at my heaviest. I'm down 50 pounds over the last several years, really got my health in check. A lot of it was, was dietary because it was just food had such a, you know, like many, it just had a bad relationship with food using it as like coping mechanism or eating out of boredom instead of like when my body's asking for it. And that's something that I really had to hone in on. And only since moving to New York, I started working at a gym. Um, so I just have access to a gym at all times. And I was like, okay, now let's try and get into like the physical fitness stuff and, um, and you know, the, the training and whatnot. And um, yeah, what, what, what would you say has been like a sort of a common thread among the people you've worked with? Has it been um, more on the weight loss side or like you said, just sort of overall health and wanting to improve on different things? Yeah, great question. I mean, when my clients come to me, like we have a pretty deep conversation even before we get started yeah. because I wanna make sure we're on the same page. I wanna make sure we vibe together and I wanna make sure that I'm truly able to get you the results that you want, you know? Hmm. And so my program is super tailored and personalized and customized to what any particular client needs. Um, so the, the common thread is definitely, definitely the confidence thing. Yeah. I think because of the nature of the industry, we all start to get into fitness because we are told by managers, casting directors, agents, like, Hey, you got, you got to look this way if you want to book that part. And I am so, 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 so against that. I know. And that always sounds weird coming from me. Who's a fitness coach for actors, but it's because like, we got to do this for our own reasons and sure. It's nice to look the way you want to look, but that can be different. You can define that in whatever way you want. I work with, you know, principal actors, leads on Broadway. I work with artistic directors of big regional theaters, people on Emmy winning TV shows. Uh, and the, the thread, no matter what, it, it's, it's always like, hey, I got some body love issues and, and I have a, mm. a, a weird relationship with food. Unfortunately, that's such a heavy stigma in this world. Uh, and so that's kind of how we approach like, okay, let's take some small sustainable changes, nothing yeah. extreme, nothing drastic or restrictive with your diet or your workouts, small steps. That's my mantra, small, consistent effort every single day, take action towards your goals and you're going to get it there. With so many people that, um, you know, as I said, I, I still work at, at, at a gym at, at this time and one of the most common threads among people. And there are a few actors who come to the gym and similarly are trying to bulk up because there's a certain type of role they want to be considered for and whatnot. And it's just really unfortunate how uh, vain the industry can still be. And a lot of times, like I've never been told by an agent, a manager or a casting director that I needed to lose weight. It was more, what am I seeing on screen? And if I want to get there, that's what I have to look like. And it's again, that horrible like stigma of, or just, you know, just that pattern of like, well, if I want to do that, I have to look like that. And even with Broadway, with theater, it's like, there's a horrible thing. It's like, you're the leading man or you're the character actor. So it's like two extremes or either like the, the funny fat guy or the strikingly handsome, tall and fit, you know, phantom type, you know? 
and it's like you're the phantom or you're pianji it's like you know you're kind of one or the other and that's a big thing too with theater again so old school but yeah that still very much exists and you know that's you know i've spoken out about this a lot but this you know perfect broadway body hashtag broadway body let's cut that out please please people i i I get it that we all want to buy into like looking fit and hot and ripped for the stage. uh, But like, what does a perfect body even look like? You know, like you are not broken. You're not, you know, nothing needs to be fixed. Yes. You can make improvements. You can make uh, changes to be healthy overall. And certainly if you have specific goals of losing a little bit of weight or putting on some muscle, yeah, we can focus on that. But my belief is it's the balance of pushing yourself forward Mm-hmm. every single day, but also loving yourself along the way. Look at that. That rhymes, but it's true. Like you've got <laughs> to truly love yourself. We can talk about all the tips and tricks of what to do in the gym and what foods to eat or, you know, stay away from or whatever. But if you are really not doing the inner work along the way to heal yourself, it's a really unfulfilling process. And my goal is to set all my clients up for long-term success. I want this to be you know, a transformative experience where you don't ever have to worry or stress or feel overwhelmed about going to a gym or meal prepping or going out to a restaurant. Like I want you to live with some freedom and some trust with yourself and feel really damn good every day too. You know? So that's the goal. It's funny. Um, growing up, it's kind of a double whammy. I grew up in a Hispanic family, uh, and gosh, do they love their food. Um, but on top of that, my dad was a chef and my mom and all my aunts and uncles were amazing cooks. Uh, Hispanics are infamous for not having any sense of portion control. Um, so it was very easy to grow up in that sort of culture and to grow up um, overeating as a chubby kid and all of that stuff. And then, you know, the first, if you start to look into, like, if you just were to Google search, like weight loss tips, like meal prepping is like the first one that comes up and it's like that sort of sense of portion control. But um, as you mentioned, uh, when you're talking about what life was like for you when you first moved to New York, that city life, you know, if you're running from your day job to an audition, you don't have time to meal prep. You're going to grab that 99 cent slice of pizza or, you know, just again, that sort of hustle and bustle, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, of the mindset that actors, um, need to like constantly hustle and hustle and hustle. I'm really, I, that's another one. That's just like, it takes a toll on your mental health. Cause you're constantly feeling like, uh, well, if I'm not doing something that's toward my career, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm not doing everything that I can, but it's like, okay, well, what good are you? If you can't even like, you know, if, if, if running up two flights of stairs to your audition, you're out of breath already because you know, low energy, poor eating habits, you're not active other than running from audition to audition, you know? Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about this concept around like food. Cause it's, it's come up a couple of times mm. in this conversation so far. And the, the thing with food, you know, yes, it's a little bit of a numbers game. Yes. It's a science to see progress, but also like, you know, it's, it's a little bit of an art and it's not an exact mm. science. So, you know, the, the protocol that I would walk you through is Hey, okay, let's make sure, first of all, you're, you're making strong choices. Let's get away from this idea of like good for you food or bad for you food, like right, right or wrong. There is no such thing. There's only strong choices. And your job 
with your food is to make the strongest choice possible within your given circumstances. Cause I know, I mean, I remember running around grabbing a two bros pizza and you know, the dollar pizza with the drink and I've done that. I've also done the thing where I literally didn't eat all day because I was running around too much. And then I would, you know, overeat in the evening. Uh, I try to be very careful about my words here because this stuff can be certainly triggering. Uh, yeah, I so we have, we, we have some training wheels in place of like paying attention to, okay, what am I putting into my body? Like those are the calories or the macros that you hear a lot of fitness coaches talking about. Yeah. And that's certainly important. That's the number side. The other side of this is getting to a place where you can truly feel a sense of freedom and peace with your food. You know what works for you. You know what doesn't. You're able to enjoy your food. There's some flexibility. It's not, you know, you're not um, constantly overthinking or restricting yourself. Oh, I can have this mm-hmm. much of that and that much of this. Like, let's get to a place of just peace with it. And that's right. the process to- leaning towards intuitive eating, which is something I work with my clients on. And like growing up, from an early age, emotional eating is, is kind of mm. built into us. It's, it's can be a beautiful thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but like when it's our birthday, happy birthday, here's a piece of cake. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're grieving or you're mourning, you are usually gathered with family around food. There's always food in these celebration moments or in these low moments. And again, culturally it can be a beautiful thing, but the only danger zone is like when that becomes a subconscious or unconscious pattern of behavior. And I know we're, we're talking a lot about deep stuff here, but it matters. Like what are your patterns? Like, what do you, what do you tend to do around food or when you get stressed, do you eat? Or when you're lazy, do you feel like you want to eat more? That's stuff that's really important to examine. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's a blend of both of those concepts that bring you to a better mental state when you don't have to worry about food. So just to bring that all together, you you finish by saying like, yeah, like mental health is so important. Completely agree. Like if you're not in a good mental state because you're stressed about food or you're worried about how you look in an audition room, like it's, it's, you're stuck in your head. You can't do the work. You can't just be in the moment. And you know, if you're, if you're not taking care of yourself, like not to be rude, but like, you know, it's, you're useless. You got to take care of yourself. You owe it to yourself to love yourself. You owe it to yourself to take care of yourself. That's why I harp on this so much. Like mental health is just as important, if not more important than the physical health, than the nutrition, than the workout. It all blends together. Yeah, absolutely agree. You know, it's, it's so much of, of finding that balance and yeah, you know, I, I very much live by that sort of philosophy of, you know, I can't be of use to anyone if, if I'm not in the right place. So if you're even someone that, you know, um, is a frequent reader for your friends for their self tapes, or you can like pluck out an audition song to help someone out. And it's like, okay, but if you're not in the right mental place to help someone else, that further messes with your mental because you're like oh my god i can't be helpful to anyone and it's like you know focus on you first before someone else you know like they say like on the airplanes you have to put your own oxygen mask on first before yeah. helping someone else you know it's totally it's, you know just finding that sort of sense of balance 
Um, I wanted to go back a little bit and, and talk about, you know, fresh, fresh to New York, Jaren. Um, you had mentioned self-esteem and um, how that was sort of very much impacted when you first came to the city because of things like your energy and things like that. Um, what can you, can you like shed some light on that and, and, you know, maybe give our listeners some tips that are probably dealing with some self-esteem issues right now? Right. When I was in New York, I, I was faking it really, really poorly. <laughs> I thought I was faking it well, <laughs> but no, uh, you know, I pretended to have it all under control. I, you had my book. I was like trying to be super organized, but you know, it, it gets to you. you, the rejection after rejection, it really affects your self-worth. And that's when I realized I'm going down a, a dangerous path. I, I eventually had this crazy, like literally out of a, a musical moment where a really high level manager came up to me at an opening night party. And she was like, oh my God, you're an actor, aren't you? And I was like, yes. And she was like, here's my car. Let's have a meeting. We had a meeting on Tuesday. Like I was, I'm like, this is it. My big break. It's happening. Right. Yeah. And in that meeting, although she was super, super lovely, <clears throat> very nice. She kind of sent me on my way, dismissed me and said, you know what? You're actually not ready. You're not physically there. You're not mentally there. Here, do a couple of these things and let me know how you are in a couple of years. That was my rock bottom moment because I just shattered. And I, I wallowed in my self-pity for a couple of days. And I was like, all right, I got to do something for me. I, I, the only thing I, I could afford was my $10 Planet Fitness membership. So I was like, I, I'm just going to start going to, to do something. I didn't know what I was doing along the way, but I figured it out. I was getting somewhere. I started enjoying it. And what I realized in that moment around self-esteem, the two things that need to happen. First, you as actors out there, like we all need to master our own mindset. We need to embrace the ability to turn our day around. I remember the moment where after those two days of just darkness and, and depression from that complete, you know, shattered moment, I remember walking around the city and saying, okay, Jaron, get it together. That's it. You're going to figure this fitness thing out once and for all. You're going to do something with yourself, be productive. Like, let's do it. And in that moment, I just decided, I just decided. And I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I like to think very dramatically. I think we all do like 11 o'clock number moments are, are playing in my head all the time where I'm like, yes, this is my moment. Hit me with the spotlight center stage. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Decisions, epiphanies are just small moments or just small choices. And so if I didn't have that moment of choosing to make a change, then I would have never actually made it. So just want to put it out there. If anyone's suffering with low self-esteem, the first thing to embrace and understand is like, Hey, you are in control. You set the deadlines. You get to be the star in your own musical, like decide right now today. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a change. That's the first thing. The next thing is we, of course we, we get it. Overnight results are not a thing, right? Logically we understand that, but emotionally it's, still frustrating. And so what I realized, it's like I, actors, we get, we get stuck in our heads all the time. It's like being on stage, forgetting a line, uh, forgetting the choreo. We get lost in the moment. We literally freeze. That type of moment happens in our lives all the time. 
results only come when you're consistent. Consistency only comes when you have accountability in your life and accountability, which is like a combination of support and motivation. Accountability really only comes with action. So if anyone's out there struggling with self-esteem and wanting to make a change, number one, decide. Number two, jump into action. Do something about it today. Like you are in complete control of your thoughts and your actions. And I think in a very loving way, I, I believe in being super honest. My, if, if I didn't have that moment of being like, damn, wake up, Jaren, do something. I would have been stuck in that self-pity for a really long time. So self-esteem will grow. Confidence will grow. Your body will grow. You will get the changes you want if you decide today and if you take action first. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I've tried out a whole bunch of different diets, came to the conclusion recently after, you know, I was on the bulletproof diet for a while and was like doing the keto and the paleo thing and all of this stuff. And I still use some of their products because they work, but it's, I am not, you know, I'm not counting my ketones and punishing myself if I decide to have fries instead of uh, mashed cauliflower or something, you know, like (laughs) it's, it's finding what works and, you know being on those sort of like uh, diets and things like that. Sure. I did lose the weight initially, but then once you hit a slump, you know, it's like your body gets accustomed to what uh, you're doing and you have to push yourself further, but you don't want to do it so much that you're like now starving yourself or you're now overworking yourself and, and possibly hurting yourself. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's very important to find what works for you. And I totally agree about accountability. You know, it's super important. Um, as actors in general, and as people who want to be healthy and, and to have a, a healthy lifestyle to have that sort of uh, an accountability partner or, or anything like that, or a mentor or a, co- or a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just like a actor has a, a manager, an agent, a vocal coach, <laughs> like you need to have a fitness coach. You, you need someone there yeah. to support you. And I, that's why, you know, I stress this so much. Like, I'm not saying I'm a perfect fit for everybody. But to me, it's so important that you vibe with somebody and they can get you the results that you want. I think a coach, like a mentor-mentee relationship is so mm. important because there's a lot of intimacy there. Like it's never lost on me when my clients go all in and jump into Get A List Fit, my program, because there's just a lot of trust and I totally respect that. I've, I've had to do stuff like that myself too. So if you're out there and you're really ready to, to put your foot on the gas pedal and make a serious change, then look into your options and make sure that you feel really safe and taken care of. My clients are my number one priority and everybody, everybody deserves a high level of support and care and intimacy so that you can truly get the results you want. Like someone should be looking at your lifestyle. Someone should be talking about your mindset. If they're not, mm. run the other way. 
You know, that's the, my biggest pet peeve <laughs> with the fitness industry. They, they don't talk about mindset that much. They, they talk about, yeah. yeah, getting motivated or getting, having willpower, but like, wait, hold on. Like, what does that actually mean? Like, let's look inward a little bit, examine yeah. what patterns you have, what limiting beliefs you have. Like, why do you feel quote lazy? Why do you feel like your excuses are piling up? Is this procrastination? Is this perfectionism? Is this imposter syndrome? Where does it come from? And again, as I said early, earlier, like nothing is broken about this. You get to choose what you want to let go of and what you want to open up to. And if you're sitting down and Googling a YouTube plan or following your favorite fitness influencer, cool, love it. I've done it for a long time, but I realized that information without that implementation wasn't really bringing me anything. I, I, I could sit down and Google anything I wanted and these people I didn't really vibe with, but I just trusted because I'm like, okay, that's a bodybuilder. I'll just do what they do. Hold up. Make sure that it works for your lifestyle. Make sure you vibe with them. Make sure they're talking about your mindset and truly caring about you. That's what we got to focus on if you want to get sustainable results. By the way, in anything, not just your health and your body, but also your career, also your relationships. Like you deserve to have someone, a support system in every part of your life. A hundred percent agree. And that's it. It's mic drop. Right. <laughs> um, I absolutely agree. You know, you really need, um, you know, the majority of our listeners are actors and, and, um, and aspiring um, artists and, and people sort of at all levels of the industry because I've had guests continue, you know, who are like sort of on that working actor level continue to listen. And I love them for that. Um, Cause you know, the, the, I, I started the show as a chance for people to share their experiences with people who like myself, who maybe are a little bit tired of hearing interviews from celebrities who were in our place, but like 30 years ago. And it's like the industry is in such a different place I want to share the con the conversations and stories with people who are like in the trenches, so to speak, you know, um, and, yeah. you know, and like with yourself, you're not someone who, you know, was an actor 20 years ago and now is, 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 is at a sort of a slightly different avenue. It's like, no, he was just <laughs> not too long ago, you know, and, and dealing with that stuff um, now and you're working with people who, um, you know, are working professionals and who, for their own reasons, wanted to get A-list fit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, actors are, are storytellers and storytellers are our teachers. And the world right now needs a lot of lessons. We need to learn a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so I so appreciate what you do by having like real conversations, not just the fluffy stuff of like inspiration. We're not here to right. inspire people. Like we want to, again, compel people into action and like give some real lessons and truths about the industry today and like take an honest look at it and be real about it. And I, I love what you do because of that, mm. but we need actors more than ever. And again, it's been a really rough year and there's light at the end of the tunnel. Let's stay empowered. Let's stay on top of yeah. ourselves to make sure we're feeling good because when the industry does come back and it is coming back in a big way, I think we can all feel that shift now you get to be ready to rock. You know, you get to be ready to go. Right. Yeah, entirely agree. It's, um, you know, better to hit the ground running once the, once the gates open rather than like, oh, things are back up. Now it's time for me. It's like, 
with the trains leaving. We got to go, you know, it's very much sort of taking the time, all of this extra time that a lot of us have to prioritize ourselves instead of the career, because for a lot, especially for folks who are more in the theater side of things, there isn't work to pursue. So it's time to prioritize other things. You know, a lot of times when, you know, I never wanted to, um, I was just never a confident, I'm not, so I'm not a dancer. I'm very much a singer first, or now I consider myself an actor first and singer second, used to be the way around. But because of that, I was not going to like the open dance calls. I was not, I, I never experienced that, like the cattle calls the very early in the morning, waiting in line. Um, I don't think I have the power to do that, but you know, I know so many people that, that were doing that just like every day, a different, different open call and having to sort of, you know, put themselves in that position because that's the route they wanted to go. And, um, you know, by the time, like I said, by the time the shutdowns happened and quarantine happened, they were like, wow, I was not in a good place before. And thankfully during the the pandemic they started to reprioritize their their health um mm-hmm. yeah so uh, yeah, wake up call thankful for people like you for 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 helping uh, actors get to that place um where they can feel confident again and and feel strong uh physically and mentally and even spiritually yeah. because it's all connected you know and yeah yeah thanks for saying that i mean that's my whole mission that's why i started you know, doing what I do because I, I've gone through it myself. I know what a toll it can take. And, you know, my mission is to help actors and artists and directors and producers and performers, choreographers, like raise their, raise their vitality, lift up their energies so that we can all crush it in our careers and our lives and like truly mm-hmm. live like a fulfilling, artistic, creative, energized life. Like that's what we all want, right? That's the dream. And it's so possible. It's so possible. I just think we get a little bit bogged down with the nature of the industry, with the the details of the day-to-day, but we got to stay focused on the present. We got to do what we can do today to move the needle forward in our health and our lives and our careers and everything. And uh, we keep going and, and we're going to get there. We're all going to get there to that, that dream life that we've painted in our head since we were seven years old, being on the Broadway stage, <laughs> signing autographs after the show. <laughs> So before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask, you know, I know that the A-list um, has taken um, probably the majority of your time, but do you see yourself returning to the stage or to the screen someday? I always get this question. Yeah, I <laughs> thank you for asking this. For sure. You know, I say that the the door is always open because like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing nothing really tops that that live in the moment type of feeling. Like, Literally, I was singing Bridges of Madison County yesterday, just casually oh, around. Such a good show. Just yeah, casually sitting around, <laughs> a little a little rent here and there, like just pop on some Alphaba uh, uh, YouTube bootleg YouTube videos, <laughs> belt along with it. Of course, it's like always there within me. Uh, yeah. But my main mission and my main priority is my clients and helping them do really yeah. empower, empowering and impactful work. So who knows? Who knows? The door's open. We'll see. But, you know, right now, Get A-List Fit is, is like a, a new type of like fulfillment and, and love and joy for me. So that's where mm-hmm. I spend most of my time. And I'm really grateful for the connections I'm able to, to build and the relationships that I get to have with some really incredible artists out there. So mm-hmm. that's where my focus is for now. Awesome.
Uh, so uh, to wrap up, I always do a uh, what I call getting to know you little wink at uh, Rogers and Hammerstein there. Uh, so rapid fire questions. So we'll start with coffee or tea. Coffee. Uh, plays or musicals. Musicals. If you had to choose on screen acting or on stage acting. On stage acting. Would you rather play the hero or the villain? Ooh, you know, I, I'm going to say hero, but I, fun fact, I do have Voldemort's wand here because I just think <laughs> he was, he was the coolest. You know, I went to Harry Potter world and I was like, if I was mm. in this movie, I'd want to be Voldemort. Anyway, hero. <laughs> <laughs> I had similar feeling about uh, villains, but from Disney movies, cause I was like, the villains get the coolest songs, like poor unfortunate yeah. souls. And I'm like, what? I want that. Yes. That's what I want to do. Yes. Uh, if you could be in the revival of any show, which would it be? Oh man. Okay. The first thing that comes to my mind is, is company, like the actual revival of company. One of my clients is in, was in it. And uh, yeah, I just love the, the twist they did and changing up the gender yeah. roles. Like, yes, that would be amazing. I can't wait to see that once it, once it finally yeah. comes on. Yeah. Uh, There's so many shows this past season that I was like, Oh my God, I have to see that. And then the I shutdown know. happened. I was like, yeah. I know. Uh, uh, childhood celebrity crush. Oh man. I am gonna go. Who was I just? Oh, you know what? I was okay. So I was just watching on Instagram Broadway Belters. This is the cheese. Uh, this is so typical. I was just showing my wife, uh, Lucy from Jekyll and Hyde. I think her name was Carolyn Sexton. She oh, yeah, was yeah. from the DVD special. version. Yeah, from the DVD David Hasselhoff <laughs> version of Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> I was oh, obsessed God. and had a, such a crush on her. That was the only thing I've ever seen her in, but I'm like, that's my dream woman. <laughs> and I told that to my <laughs> wife, like literally last night. She's like, okay, cool. Just <laughs> <laughs> so something about, uh, you know, someone yeah. belting out a song, you know? It's yeah. just someone like you. Yeah, yes. that's the number. <laughs> so many showstoppers in that show. I feel like it's All just showstopper after showstopper. Yeah. Right. Wildhorn. Yeah. That's his reputation of just like a big song. Album of showstoppers. Guilty <laughs> pleasure. I love it. Um, what TV show would you like to be a guest star on? Ooh, I, man, I'm really into uh, Woke right now on Hulu. And mm. I'm really into. I just feel like I watch a lot of reality TV shows, honestly. That's like, that's another guilty <laughs> pleasure of mine. So I don't know if I'd want to be a part of that, but it's fun to watch. But I'll go with Woke because that's like a really great show. Check it out on Hulu if you haven't seen it. Love it. Um, do you have a secret talent? Secret talent. Secret talent. Um, man, I feel like I, I well, I was a, a a pretty decent yo-yoer back in the day. And I was actually talking to one of my friends. I was like, I think I should pick up yo-yoing again. So stay tuned to my Instagram stories. You guys, you might see some <laughs> yo-yo tricks happening. Not that I was that good, but I can get there. Give me some time. I remember I'll get that was there. a thing in like the 2000s. I feel like that's definitely, it was yes. like the cup stacking and the yo-yo tricks. Like that was kind of the thing yes. back then. <laughs> yeah, those cup stacking, man. Dang. What is your favorite accent or impression to do? And can we hear it? Oh, of course. Now I love slipping into some Irish. Now, probably <laughs> some of my Irish friends out there might not be a fan of this. Uh, I used to be obsessed with all dialects. I, I was Fabrizio mm. in Light the Piazza a couple times. And oh, so, you know, dream roll, but I think the that is best for me. 
oh no man you can totally rock that out are you kidding me but it's just yeah. the fact that Clara's supposed to be 26 and I'm like well we're past that number so I don't know play, it's supposed to be play. younger yeah but like a younger lover boy you totally got that vibe I totally see, we'll see. it happening we'll see <laughs> <laughs> thankfully he doesn't dance it's the brother that dances in that show uh what is your favorite tv show of all time favorite tv show of all time I have to go with family guy that's like my nighttime show just put it on like turn off the brain chill out fall asleep <laughs> that's it's i don't know yeah that's it i love it <laughs> and um, also there's a lot of the... musical numbers in there you know so mm, there Carla, are yeah right his, his score writing is surprisingly not surprisingly because he's you know he's really good though yeah. for real um what is the worst side job that you've had Ooh. I had to do a, a banquet catering event for mm. 1,500 people. And because I was the new kid, they're like, okay, you're going to carry this tray that literally weighed like 40 pounds on, on your arm here. My arm was so sore from like holding it like this. It was, hated it. I was like, there's too many people. I was claustrophobic. <laughs> it was down at like, I think Chelsea Piers. Mm. Yeah, not a fan of that. I was like, I'm going to just request not to do these banquets anymore but hey <laughs> mad respect to people that do because it is some hard hard work right? mm-hmm. a lot of my clients have done you know the side hustle with that and uh i feel your pain that's why we got to get you guys yeah. strong that's those right. <laughs> uh when were you the most starstruck oh i pro- probably when i got the opportunity to meet and hang out with Audrey McDonald and Will Swenson. My wife wow. was in the stage management world. Yeah. My wife was in, a, in the stage management world and uh, she was doing a show with Will Swenson and they came to the after party, of course, having like a little whiskey. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I can hang with you guys. But I was like, wow, this is pretty <laughs> it's awesome. It's like <laughs> Yes. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't be able to hold it together. <laughs> oh my god um do you have a favorite quote favorite quote my i don't even know who came up with this or where i've heard it but it's really stuck with me because it's kind of true it's one of those oh this is true and it hurts a little bit but if you keep doing what you've always been doing you're going to keep getting what you've always got Talk about Ooh. jumping into action. Talk about making a change. That thing, that quote rings true to me. If you keep doing what yeah. you've always been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've always got. That's great. Wow. I need to yeah. put that on like a plaque or something. That's really, really cool. I like that one. Uh, so last question. Uh, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young performer? Mm, 10 words or less keep going, stay empowered and consistent. And there's not enough time in this world. Just tell people what you want. That's a little <laughs> bit more than 10, but, but that's a, that's, that's a, be a multi-hyphen. <laughs> yeah. All hyphenated, but that was a, a, a lesson that uh, my voice teacher once taught to me, like, Jaron, mm-hmm. just tell people what you want. Just be open and, and real and go for it. You know? Jaren, thank you so, so much. Um, so before we go, um, let people know about your Facebook group, which we, we, we didn't get to. So we'll just chat yeah. about that really quick right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I so appreciate this conversation and thank you so much again for having me on. If anybody out there wants to check out a little bit more about what I do, or you just want some free resources or some tools or some workouts to try, uh, you can find me on Instagram, number one, at Jaron Fran. I'm always hanging out on Instagram. Hit me up in the DMs. Let me know that you actually heard me from this uh, podcast and I'll send you over the link to get into my private Facebook group. It's called Fitness for Actors. You can search for it on Facebook too. And I'm sharing a ton of resources in there about you know quick, efficient workouts, flexible dieting, and really how to grow your confidence. So every single week I'm in there hosting some live training, some next level uh, strategy around getting results. So Fitness for Actors on Facebook. And if you want to come say hey to me on Instagram, at Jaron Fran, I'd love to connect with you guys. And you can follow us at Actors with Issues on Instagram as well. Big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head on over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday across all podcasting platforms. I'm Juan Yala, and we'll see you next week.